You win this battle, man, I soon be dead. I'll glue your face to my dick so I can fuck with your head. I got metaphors coming through my pores. You've probably never been in a battle before, so I hope you realize your mistake. There ain't no party cast of candles, this won't be a piece of cake. Put your Three, face the towel while I'm two, folks. Welcome to the Before Hours Podcast, an internet radio phenomenon hosted by an occasional morning person. I ask the most interesting people I know about their sleep, their routine, life, love, stress, setbacks, and maybe some other stuff since we had him on a few weeks ago. <laughs> the first returning guest, and before I get to that, guys, if you want to write to the Before Hours Podcast, we're at Gmail, the Before Hours Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us about your morning routine, uh, any praise, or possibly even constructive criticism. Keep it constructive. Please. But anyway, <laughs> returning guest, Ben Miller, uh, scientist, comedian, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. Good friend, Ben Miller. Oh, thanks so much for having me back. Hell yeah, dude. I love that we can't <laughs> shake hands. That was beautiful. It, it was. For also, those just listening, Ben and I did our best uh, um, attempt at a handshake. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. just I don't really like contact. You don't. You uh, famously hate contact. You're like, Ben, you have to touch me if you want to be back on this podcast. That is, that was the DM. <laughs> That's I why no you. one has been back yet. <laughs> <laughs> no we one's... actually, I misspoke. Uh, ben, you're our first solo returning guest, oh. but Elia Laxon was my first guest. And then I had him back on with Tony Sykowski. I'm going to have them both on separately because I did this experiment where I had two guests and then it was a bit too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> it wasn't the intimate space that i i am trying to oh cultivate in this podcast you know what i mean yeah yeah i was looking at you like write to us with like your your compliments your mm -hmm. criticism mm -hmm. if you praise me or degrade me i'll jack off to both of them. <laughs> yeah, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> i think one of the funniest mean youtube comments i've ever read about myself is when i was doing a roast battle um against a comedian um who has since quit so she won the battle, but I won the war. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> she had a she had like great jokes about me looking fetal like, which is a vibe mm. I apparently give out. It's a vibe multiple people have picked up on is that I <laughs> have the qualities of a fetus. Yeah, which is a little concerning in Brooklyn because you know that means they don't even value my life. You know? <laughs> but anyway, she was <laughs> um, she was. Um, Going on about how I look like a fetus. And then the top comment was, is Jessica, that was her name, is Jessica a abortion doctor? Because she just murdered that fetus. <laughs> and it's it's the it's the mean YouTube comment about myself that has made me laugh the hardest. <laughs> it is very good. Do you have any uh any mean comments or has anyone ever said something to you and you're like, that's very mean, but it's also very funny? Um probably, but I don't have a good memory for it, mm. which I think is not likable is that people have roasted me all the time mm. and then oh, it just all goes through my head people hit gone. don't they hit the same points over and over? like aren't you used yeah to? Like, you're too handsome mm -hmm. you're too tall mm -hmm. you know so many things about science and i love it yeah dude oh man that's how i would roast you you are very tall you're 511 and that's how you know Ben is on, an honest man because he tells people his true height, which is 5'11". Ben, you could easily exaggerate an inch. Speaking of honest men, you recently did your your solo history show. Oh, what a segue that yeah. is. Yes, for those that uh, have been following me on social media, it seems like I've been posting nothing else besides uh, self-promotion, which I hate. I hate, but it's what you have to do. I hate self-promotion. If you want to tell me about it, it's the Before Hours Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at Bobby Sheehan, LOL, if you hate self-promotion. <laughs> Folks, if you hate self-promotion, follow me on Twitter or X, Instagram. I don't have a TikTok, though. I don't. But I know you have one. Or a Snack Attack, I think. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. It, I haven't posted in forever. Mm. Because we, we had one video that went viral, and that was very stressful. And then the next video got, like, uh, flagged for no reason. Ooh. And then uh, no one ever watched our videos ever again. It's, it's We got, like, 30,000 followers and then 100 views. Uh, it's okay. I don't need to be on the child app. But you'd love it, you fetus. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Hell yeah, dude. But yeah, you we should talk about it because uh, you were involved in that night as well. You were on, <laughs> we were on the show. So uh, yeah, for those so that are that are unfamiliar, I did a half hour of history based comedy called American History Sex because I love America. I love history. And goddamn, do I love sex. And um, it was at QED, which is this cool 
um, kind of like indie comedy club in Astoria, Queens. You yeah. should go if you want to have a nice time. They have comedy shows, but they have other stuff there. Um, but uh, uh, oh, yeah. So um, had the show. Bunch of people came. I sold out the room. Thank yeah. you, Jesus, Buddha, and Muhammad all together. <laughs> and uh, and I had Ben open for me. I had Gabby Jordan Brown, who's been on the podcast. Igor Martinez, who I'm going to ask to do the podcast. Who's okay? Mm-hmm. Muhammad, but not Allah. <laughs> oh yeah, what did I say? Jesus, Buddha, and Muhammad. Yeah, you're like just some guy I know named Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, you well, because Jesus is God. Yeah, and Allah is God. So I didn't want to uh, double dip, so to speak. You know what I mean? <laughs> And I always I always think of Muhammad as being the representative of Islam. It used to be Mia Khalifa, but I, <laughs> she's actually a, a Christian Lebanese woman. But um, I, I know a lot yeah. about her. <laughs> I, as I was saying that, I was like, it's a little too much information yeah. to know about someone you used to jack off to. But um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, thank God to all the deities, um, Tom Cruise, um. <laughs> Uh, Joseph Smith, um, Vishnu, um, Moses. I'm gonna go ahead and say Moses. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. I I already said Jesus, and he's Jewish. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Ben opened for the show, and so I did a half hour of PowerPoint history comedy, and Ben did 15 minutes of PowerPoint science comedy, just sort of to get people acclimated into looking at the television screen while they're also looking at the <laughs> stage. Yeah, it was a delightful show. I appreciate you having me. Your parents were there. My I got parents to meet your parents. Were there. And <laughs> do you go ahead and tell the story, Ben. <laughs> well, uh, you had uh, Gabby Jordan Brown hosting, mm-hmm. former podcast mm-hmm. guest, very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was like joking about your sex life. Igor opened up. Igor Martinez. He joked about your sex life. Also very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, "Well, I I have to follow suit." <laughs> you did, be... You didn't have to. No part of you had to. There was an obligation. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that you're a soldier going into battle. You're like, I I, I don't want to do it, but it's my duty. Yeah. So what did you do, Ben? Right before, because you're the comic right before me. Yeah. So so mm-hmm. sort of warm them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I told back something that you had told me many years ago, mm-hmm. uh, which is that uh, you have very big loads. <laughs> something I, I never asked about, <laughs> I want to clarify for the guests in the podcast, is it wasn't like, hey, Bobby, how's your day? How's your size of your loads? <laughs> it was just in the middle of a conversation. You're like, women often tell me that I have very big loads. And I'm like, cool, can we talk about other things now? <laughs> so I... I informed everybody of this fact, <laughs> including my mom and my dad and my aunt that were sitting for some reason in the front row. Yes, <laughs> very central, mm. which is not the most embarrassing thing that I could have said about the Sheehan family. That's true. In a group of mostly strangers. So. Yeah, yeah. You held back a little bit. You could have said all manners of things, but you, you, you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't stuck talk to the topic of, at all of my loads. Yeah, my dad famously, because he had prostate cancer, he's fine now, but they took out his prostate. When you take out someone's prostates, they get no more loads, which does sound amazing. Like easy cleanup, no loads. <laughs> maybe maybe because my loads are so big, I'm like, oh, what if this burden was relieved from me? But Yeah, you're like, I have to get a whole new floor now. <laughs> so Bringing when in you... the, the mop, the squeegee. <laughs> The jizz mopper, as it were. Uh, when you said You're that, like, though, when you said the big loads thing, the room exploded because it had already been set up. My parents are there. Yeah. I'm a weird guy. <laughs> and then I don't think anybody was, we were like, uh, you know, like you said, Gabby and, and Igor both talked about, you know, my sex life to various degrees. Yeah. But the thing you brought up is the strangest thing <laughs> that any, because. I do have big loads. I don't know why. I believe part of it is that I stay hydrated. And um, no, I think that I think they're related. I mean, you're a man of science. Does it sound right? I think if you drink more water, you're going to have more jizz. Potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I've never studied jizz science before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, is it because I have more science questions, but I also don't want to be talking about this or be picturing it for one more second. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> 
Because what I would think is it would affect like the the viscosity, right? What is that word? Like like the thickness. Okay. Like is it are your loads like honey or are they like water? Like are you just peeing out of your dick? I'm not so Ben. I'm glad you asked. Um, my loads are obviously large as we've established, and also very thick, thick, creamy, large loads. You're right. I shouldn't have asked more. <laughs> This is this is one of my low points. <laughs> By the way, um, a friend of mine that uh, works at the gym I go to, he came to the show. Yeah, I was telling everyone in my life to come to this show, and I was surprised by who came. Yeah, uh, no pun intended. But uh, the first thing he said to me after, like, we saw each other in the gym after he had came to the show, I was picking up a dumbbell mm. and he whispers he comes up behind me and whispers in my ear be careful that's a heavy load <laughs> <laughs> and it took me like a full two seconds i'm like i know how oh yes <laughs> so many everyone in that room and now everyone listening to the podcast wow, knows yeah. how thick it is a by the way it is a compliment that more than one woman has given me and i do think it's because they feel like they should compliment me on something you know <laughs> and you know in every situation not all the compliments are there for the taking. You know what I mean? So what is, you know, because so, listen, I'm very efficient sometimes when it comes to lovemaking. Efficient, Ben. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're more time on the cleanup than the act itself. Exactly, <laughs> dude. <laughs> and sometimes I think it's not even a compliment. Sometimes I think she's like, this is a lot. You know, like she's. She's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you need to see a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Great show, man. I was I was uh, really pleased with how it came out. Oh, yeah. You absolutely crushed it. it and and you got the brunt of my anxiety, too. I'm like, Ben, no one's going to come. I don't have a half hour. The tech's not going to work. And you're, you're like, you're a very good friend. You're like, buddy, none of those things are true. It's going to be fine. You got you. Take the big load energy into this <laughs> evening. And and the show went well. Uh, and then, but the day after, I really enjoyed the day after because I mm. woke up and I didn't have any iPhone reminders. You know what I mean? I just I just had a nice time. Yeah, you just got to sleep late. I slept in late, which for me is like 11 a.m. Oh, wow. I, I know that's like control. an early morning for you, Ben. We talked about this the first time you were on. You are... You are a, um, I'm going to go ahead and say it, a night owl. Yeah. Yeah. But you woke up early to be here at 1.30. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Last night I watched like a, a four-hour YouTube video essay on plagiarism. <laughs> on plagiarism? Yeah. Tell me about plagiarism. Uh, it's when you take other people's words and then you say So that was the first hour, right? <laughs> what was the next three hours? Did, did, what prompted, did the algorithm feed, feed you this video? Yeah, it's like, you know, it's 1 a.m. and you probably don't want to go to sleep for a while. And you're like, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that was what I did. Yeah, I'm fascinated by plagiarism. Um, it, I feel like it's a new phenomenon. I mean, not, not the idea of like people taking credit, but like, I don't know. I think of comedy. Stand-up uh, comedy evolved from vaudeville, and vaudeville was like, it was nobody's act. It was just, yeah. you did jokes. Like, it was a variety show where you'd have a bearded lady and, like, some sort of elephant doing yeah. a balancing and act. And your dad's performing. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, my uh, I should say, my dad, my parents loved the show, and they, they loved all of the new things that they learned about me. And my dad uh, said to you... Um, regarding my big loads that quote it runs in the family <laughs> i do think i have cool parents that like yeah roll with the punches because i was talking to jesse Montanez, who's also been on the podcast and he was mm. like my mom would have been so upset by everything that happened tonight <laughs> 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 immediately would have just been like this is inappropriate <laughs> you know um so yeah it was it was cool um submitting the half hour to edinburgh I'm yeah. gonna see if I can get in. So if you live in Scotland, I might be there in July, August, August, August. I should have more of an idea how the <laughs> festival works if I'm if I'm uh, hedging my bets in ter- terms of my career to be on it. That's you know okay. I mean? It's yeah. a ways off. Dude. It's okay. a ways off, but the submission is in mid January. <laughs> I'm ready. A friend of mine said I have to submit early. So 
we're gonna try it. This this yeah. is a conversation that could have easily happened, <laughs> offline, but yeah, we're just doing logistics and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey Ben, when are you available to do the podcast next time? <laughs> Let's pull up my calendar. Uh, so okay, you you watched a four hour video about plagiarism. Were you like falling asleep during it, or were you fully awake for the four hours? No, I think I I was like maybe I'll watch two hours and mm. then I'll I'll fall asleep after that. You know, just a casual two hours of youtube documentary but i was like but i'll, I'll go for the rest of the see I, I i i'm a big um fall asleep with the tv on guy but it has to be something that doesn't stimulate me at all so if it's like like i i, I tried one time to put ken burns civil war on okay so you said stimulate me at all and i just got an image of like you hooking up electrodes from the TV screen to your balls or something like that. <laughs> yeah, which, it can't be that. I won't fall asleep that way. Which, okay, so high school physics class, um, there was a, a TV and like doing like a, an experiment, the physics professor like put like tinfoil over the TV screen and then he turned it off and like four of us like held hands and then he touched the TV screen and it, or like the tinfoil and it, it shocked us like the static buildup from the screen it shocked all of us because the four of us were holding hands like the shock was dissipated between all of us so it wasn't as bad as just one person and so we all in groups of four went up and experienced that and we were all like ow this fucking sucks except for there's this one girl in the class who uh got really into it yeah like we in real time in senior year of high school, watched her discover her kink. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, interesting. <laughs> Is she it, around? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen her since high school. Mm. But it was like, she did the shock with four people, and then she's like, oh, that was fun. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, can I do it again? And I was like, no, we don't want to. And then she just like kept doing it herself. Now it's it the like, only way she could come, dude. <laughs> yeah, is with a group of high school students watching her. <laughs> Hey, we don't want a kink shame. We don't. We don't want to. And and one weird physics professor. How do you feel about all the the BDSM stuff? Oh, in general. Yeah. Oh. Um. Well, I think I'm in a good place. Um. Uh. In terms of that stuff, because uh, I'm pretty vanilla. Like I'm happy with having just like sex is so great. You know. I just look into your eyes as you say. <laughs> but. Sex is so great, Ben. And I did invite you on this podcast a second <laughs> time. <laughs> I point to the black couch just beyond the camera. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you have a seat? Take a seat right there. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, but also I'm open-minded. So I'm, I'm happy with vanilla stuff. But if a woman's like, I kind of need you to like spank me with this ham, you know, I'll do it. I'll spank her with the ham. You know what I mean? I'll go ham with the ham. If so. Yeah, speak. she's Muslim and she's like, spank me with the ham. <laughs> I've been naughty. <laughs> Hell yeah. Make me face away from Mecca. Ooh, well, I'm going to fuck you from the river to the sea. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> don't clip that, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if I have too many uh, deal breakers sexually. I think as, if it's something that excites her, I'll do it. Uh, my hard no's are um, I won't do stuff in public because I feel like that's rude. Um, mm. I mean, like in the woods, maybe. But like there's like I know there's like women that like to be fucked in the bathroom of a public place. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. That's rude to everybody. Yeah, it just feels like unsanitary as well. Mm -hmm. Just like weird bathroom diseases. I feel like because I definitely hear stories of people having sex in bathrooms. I've never like walked into a bathroom and been like, Oh, people are fucking right now and need to leave. Yeah. So do you think they're quiet about it or do you think everyone's lying? Um, I think it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, I think I think if I walked into a bathroom, unless it was like, you know, late night rave bathroom, in which case, why am I in that bathroom? <laughs> but um unless it's that, I think if somebody was fucking in a bathroom, I'd be like a little annoyed. I'd be like, guys, can't can't you just like I think I think part of the turn on for people is that it's, it's like dangerous and it feels wrong. But also it's like the excitement of like, I can't even wait to bring you back home. We have to fuck right now. You know what I mean? But I just can't key into it. I think it's one of the I think it's one of the things um, I can't imagine a scenario in which I would do it. And I can't say that about most things. Also, stay out of my butt. 
I'm not into the butt stuff. <laughs> I'll go into someone's butt, but no one shall enter mine. Oh, man. It's actually sounded like a Bible verse. <laughs> <laughs> he who passes through the butt shall not enter through the kingdom of heaven or something like that. <laughs> it is easier for a camel to pass through a butt. <laughs> okay, I've actually, I just had a flashback, sorry, while you were saying that. Mm -hmm. is I've stopped someone from having sex in a bathroom. Not in like a, in like a, a weird, bad way. You, you guys... Hey, that's inappropriate. Yeah. Um. This was at there's a this is in college. There's a dance club in New York City that my friends would sometimes drag me to. It's called Le Bain. It's like top floor of a hotel. Oui. There's uh a pool next to the dance floor that you can just go in. Ooh. And then, okay. So this night there was uh there was like a in addition to the DJ like a three-piece jazz band at the like, same time yeah like playing over the dance music and it was clearly like a hell gig for them like they did not want to be there and like the trumpet player kept being like hey and here round of applause for the saxophonist and everyone's like woo and he's like no round of applause for the saxophonist oh geez yeah sometimes like, you gotta accept the woo and i know real real serious stuff um, but so my friend was very drunk and was like uh, making out with this girl in the the hot tub pool area. And the security guards were like rolling their eyes and stuff because mm. clearly they see it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was also the only other sober person there. Mm -hmm. So I was like, hey, I'm you sorry. You and the about security guards. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hey, I'm sorry about my friend. Mm -hmm. um, and then for some reason, he and the girl got out of the pool. And my friend, he's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom to have sex with her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, D do you have a condom? Because I was like, sure, having sex in the bathroom, but there's no way you want to get someone pregnant at a nightclub bathroom hookup. That yeah. sounds like one of the worst ways to become a father <laughs> that I've ever heard of. So he's like, no, I don't have a condom. I was like, you can't do this. Mm -hmm. And then I see him like drunkenly thinking about it. Yeah. And he's like, you're right. I can't do this. So I... I, I think I did a good thing. You did a good thing, I dude. You prevented uh, a mistake. You possibly, and this makes you very powerful, <laughs> prevented a human life from being formed. Yeah, yeah. I giveth like a life and I taketh it away. That's you, dude. Yeah. That's the end of your manifesto, if I remember correctly. <laughs> that is a, it's a. Yeah, it, coming it, to a mall near you. <laughs> <laughs> that's. Yeah, to be as and and you and I both don't drink, um, so that's uh, I feel like sometimes we fulfill that role of being like the reasonable person. Yeah, have you ever stopped someone from having sex that isn't yourself? <laughs> yeah, I've done that many times. Yeah, sometimes unintentionally. Um, I don't know. Um, I do. Uh, so Mark Henley, a mutual friend of mine, yeah. I've been trying to get him to stop raw dogging because <laughs> his thing is if if uh if a woman and he said this publicly so he won't mind me sharing but if a woman is like i'm on the pill he's like that's all the information i need the pill is just ssris yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry my pussy is so dry you won't be able to ejaculate inside of it <laughs> ejaculate how clinical but yeah to me that's the that's the scariest thing i think i talked talked about this on the podcast once i had a condom i've had the condom break a few times one time i had a condom break well, i mean who could hold back a load that bitch? i know maybe that's the <laughs> issue you know what um and hopefully they don't sue me for this uh trojan bear skin not good don't bear skin is not by the way i mean bear b-a-r-e not b-e-a-r yeah you're not like grizzly man <laughs> <laughs> Like, why is the condom so furry and smells like salmon <laughs> but yeah don't don't use bearskin pussy smells like fish because you keep fucking it with <laughs> salmon condoms <laughs> and it's like this weird masculinity thing wow, i'm fucking like a bear right now I'm, my dick is a bear okay he just came out of hibernation and he's ready to swim for fish if you know what i'm saying I don't know if I told this story in the podcast, but my first time putting on a condom, 
Uh, it was by myself. I was getting ready for the big day. I was six. <laughs> I was sixteen. No Catholic school. No sex education whatsoever. I bought condoms, hid them from my parents, and uh, I took the condom and I took the condom out of the package and then unrolled the condom, not on my penis, between my two <laughs> hands, and then tried to put it on. I'm like, I don't understand how this works. And then uh, in front of my friends later, I was like, does anyone know how to put on a condom? And my <laughs> friend was like, you roll it onto your penis. And as soon as he said that, I'm like, of course. <laughs> but I've been I've been watching pornography for years, but of course they don't. Sometimes yeah, I think I think if it's it's an innocent mistake. But like they do, mm-hmm. you like you unroll it, you like hold it up to the light. Yeah, make sure like there's you, no. Yeah, it's not like a counterfeit costume. <laughs> <laughs> You're like blowing into it, like oh, it's a giraffe. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually pretty good with the uh, kind of balloon animals. I could make an eel. I could make a snake. I could even make a worm. Can make a woman disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I can make a woman disappear. Yeah. Damn. I actually the first blowjob I ever got was almost in public. Cause the woman was we were driving around and she's like, pull over here. And uh so I'm from upstate New York and we were actually driving like along like a farm. So mm. she's like, There's nobody like literally someone might drive by us, but no one's gonna like stop and look. And I'm like, my anxiety won't allow me to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, we both lived with our parents, so she was like, "Well, then we have to wait like s- until later when I know my parents aren't home." And I'm like, "That's perfect. <laughs> I will." W- that's the the only thing that like because I I'm famously horny. Okay, Ben. I know because I said, "Hey, I'm running ten minutes late," and your response was, "I'm horny." <laughs> <laughs> I am. What can I? It's I'm embracing it. You know what I mean? And I just wanted to listen. I want you seemed anxious about being late and I didn't want you to be anxious. So I decided to make you feel better by letting you know that I was also feeling an unpleasant emotion. I mean, it's not an unpleasant emotion, but it's not an emotion you want in the middle of the afternoon because you can't do anything about it. And I feel like you got to wait till your parents. leave. (laughs) I feel like if I jack off too early in the day, I've sort of fucked up my brain chemistry a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like coming is, should be something that happens right before you go to sleep. I do feel that way. Do you disagree? Uh, anyway, so the story <laughs> that you had about, uh, the, oh, the, the putting, farm. Oh, that's it. Just that I wouldn't let a woman blow me in a farm. That's it. I didn't want the cows to watch me. <laughs> you know what I mean, um, but yeah, I, uh, going back to pretty vanilla, but I'll do most stuff. I ate a woman's ass on the first date. Which is actually pretty unwise. It was one of those things after I did it, I Googled. I'm like, can you get sick from eating a woman's ass? And Google's <laughs> like, yes. Yes, you can. I'm like, ah, fuck. What are oh you gonna my do? gosh. Speaking of can you get sick from you? Oh, that's for some reason this came up at, at an open mic and then I had to backtrack and explain how I know this. Someone was like, Can you get uh like if someone does drugs and then you eat the their load, can you get high from ingesting modern day philosophers dude (laughs) and i was like i know the answer to this question (laughs) and it's for probably the most embarrassing reason Uh is that i've read a scientific paper not i've done my own research i feel like it's less embarrassing to be like i've actually swallowed a bunch of loads and it's been fine but it's like no i read uh an hour-long science paper because um remember when my roommate uh od'd in my apartment. Mm-hmm. He's alive, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he survived. Um, yeah, so he he uh, he OD'd on heroin, and then I had to, like, clean up all the blood and needles and stuff. And then, um, the like, two days later, I saw him, and I was like, hey, dude, how's it going? And he's like, I'm fine. Like, he just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. And the only difference I noticed uh, was that uh, he got a bunch of uh, pineapple, Huh. And, you know, like the pineapple and like makes it taste better right. or whatever. Cause he's living with his girlfriend. So I was like, oh, is he trying to like wash the taste of heroin <laughs> out of his comes? Then I, I'm curious. I was Googling, like, can you get high off of, and apparently a lot of uh, women have tried to use this defense in court in like, uh, or like they've been like fired from their jobs because of like drug testing. They're like, actually, I just swallowed so much cum of guys <laughs> that have. <laughs> <laughs> been doing drugs 
So, I'm not an addict. I'm just a big slut. <laughs> which I'm sorry for saying the word slut. It was just the funniest word to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry I'm not an addict. I'm just really cool. Is yeah. That... I'm not a I'm the only thing I'm addicted to is cum. <laughs> <laughs> you're and if, if that's a crime honor, then you be, you're you better lock me away. Yeah. So scientists were like, we have to mm-hmm. study this. That what they did is in the paper, they talked about how they put out an ad about who wants to uh, do a bunch of heroin for free and then come and we'll pay you money, which who responded to this ad? It sounds like a trap from the feds, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> but eventually they, they got uh, some 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 brave souls to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found out that it's such a small quantity, you'd literally have to swallow, I think it was like a million or five million loads to get the equivalent of like one average dose of heroin. Oh <laughs> Like my you God. can't get high off of it. Damn. Even if you tried. Like, you'd die just from, like, overhydration. <laughs> here here lives uh, our dearly beloved. Just love to come a little too much. <laughs> In the arms of an angel. <laughs> just a whole bunch of men go to her funeral. <laughs> all, the, all the men who's come, they drank. And they all like pour one out for the homie, which is yeah, they're, another load. They're burying her in loads. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they'd be so uncomfortable. Is there the like the the cold sound of, of dirt hitting the coffin? <laughs> just a just a wet splash. The aliens watch this happening and they're like, let's take some time before we visit. Let's, I mean, I don't want to judge their culture, but <laughs> damn, dude. Do you have any hard nose sexually? And remember, you asked me this question. Oh, you're right. I, mm. I for sure did. <laughs> Which, yeah, uh, I, I, no one's asked me anything yet that I've said no to. Mm. Potentially there will be that day, but I feel like I'm generally open to, mm. to, doing whatever Mm. um yeah but i feel like it's generally what's been asked of me is to be more of like in in like the the dominant role Mm. in the bds which like i'll do it Mm. but it's always like a lot of work it's a lot of work i don't know i feel like it's always like i'm like in middle management (laughs) <laughs> they're they're like and what do you want me to do next daddy and i'm like i don't know the reports by monday like, <laughs> hell yeah dude i just don't want to come up with like a list of tasks for you to do mm-hmm. uh, but i'll do it if it makes you happy don't mean to sound ungrateful mm-hmm. or to shame the people that i've been with mm-hmm. uh you're all nice or whatever and i'm sure all of them are listening to this <laughs> podcast have you ever had uh someone become obsessed with you um in like a stalkerish way no just in uh maybe just uh have you ever have you ever broke things off with someone and they they seem to like want to keep going uh yeah mm-hmm. it's 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 definitely a happy yeah the the uh one of the women I, I dated in college uh when i broke up with her like every time I'd like see her on campus, she would immediately burst into tears. Fuck, dude! <laughs> like the, Holy shit! Yeah, for like the next six months after I broke up with her, mm-hmm. and it's hard not to feel like the bad guy when everyone was looking at you like, "What did you do yeah. to this woman?" <laughs> like I don't know, I just said I didn't want to date her. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but then it was like a couple years later, and like I was like, "I'll." send like a text being like hey do you want to catch up as friends mm. and then it became very clear at the friend meetup that she was thought this was a hey we're gonna get back together meetup even though in your initial message it, you used the word friend i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. yeah it, yeah i'd have to go back and check the text so maybe i'm messing i go back and check and it's like hey i can't stop thinking about <laughs> <you>. <laughs> you're the only one for me let's <laughs> Sorry, I, I texted you that while I was in the middle of watching a plagiarism YouTube video, so can't be held accountable for my actions then. Yeah, it's just Shakespeare sonnets. <laughs> Chat GPT. Oh, this is before that. So, so yeah, okay, so that must have been awkward because you're on this friend catch-up thing, and she's like, 
all right, so we're dating again. So you are my boyfriend once more. Don't break up with me again. I can't burst into tears every day for six months. Can't go through that again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's 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 interesting because you you especially with the dating apps now when you're meeting someone new, you kind of have there's only like so much information you get from someone like first of all, the information on their profile is just like the information they choose to share with you. You know, yeah. there's no like social proof of from other people or yeah, that's always because social proof. Speaking of, mm-hmm. like, I think it is always comforting when women have pictures or with other people. Yeah, just being like, oh, other people are willing to be around you. Yes, when mm-hmm. it's a bunch of like just selfies, selfies. I'm like, what happened? Yeah, and I I, I feel that uh, way about my dating profiles a lot of times because I, I have a lot of pictures. I The good pictures of me are ones that other people have taken on stage <laughs> and my yeah. headshots. So it just looks like that's my entire personality. It's like, I'm a performer. And I'm like, nah, yeah. I also hang out with my friends. Bobby's all business. All business. <laughs> One thing you gotta know. About <laughs> <me>. <laughs> One thing you gotta know about me is that I'm all business. Dude, one of my pet peeves is um, on a dating profile is when someone describes themselves as funny because that's the one thing you can't do you know what i mean (laughs) like i don't know like even it's this weird thing because you do it's almost like a job interview right where you want to sell yourself but you don't you also don't want to be like cringy about it you know what i mean you the the things you're saying you kind of want to follow up with examples so there is this sort of like tightrope that you have to uh walk in that like you have to describe yourself favorably, but not in a way that makes you sound conceited. And some people, I think, fail that completely. I think the most unlikable thing, and it's a sentence that you read on a, and not, you know, obviously I don't read men's profile. Maybe they do it too. But like uh, a sentence I often run into is uh, probably funnier than you. And I'm like, <laughs> you have to be the most annoying person on the planet. I don't know, though. I think it's it's honestly possible. We, we read that and we're like, this sucks because mm. we're around like, some of the funniest people mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. Um, I said around twice and I am hating myself for it. Yeah, you should. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but so, so we're around people being funny nonstop. Mm. But I feel like the average guy in a dating app is probably fine. Yeah, it's fine. I, I, I think most people are funny and being funny is like... Oh, that's a very nice perspective. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is. And I, I, I think you're right. We don't own being funny as comedians everyone can be funny yeah people often find that out when they'll like crowd work someone mm-hmm. and they say a funny thing and the comedian's like but what yeah yeah i i am i'm the haha guy here yeah you should we should be able to do is actually riff on them and then say a funnier thing because mm-hmm. you do this professionally hopefully mm-hmm. uh yeah it's it, but, but i don't know i think the arrogance of saying like i bet i'm funnier than you is they're probably going to be annoying you know what I mean? But then again, I bet there's people that their profile comes off as if they're annoying and maybe they're not. Yeah. Because I know that the opposite is true. <laughs> where the, I'm like, this person is going to be cool. Then you're with them face to face and you're like, I cannot believe how much this person is talking. Yeah. That's why I only match with people that seem like they suck, actually. There you go. So you keep your expectations low so you're <laughs> never disappointed. Yeah, I don't know. The, the big thing for me, because I think uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, like um when to swipe left and when to swipe right and now an automatic always right (laughs) always right dude right as rain no i i um if they if they don't have anything in their profile i'm like this is not it's just not gonna happen yeah because the few times i match with like a woman's attractive and she checks some of my boxes and then i'm like i guess i'll figure out what her thing is like through messaging but a person with a blank profile is also 99% 99% of the time, a person that gives you like one word answers. Yeah. Sometimes though people are like new or they like feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. engaging with it. So they, they mm-hmm. don't try so that they can be like, well, I didn't even care about this anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to remember. I think the last time I went on a date with a woman that I didn't meet in an, on a dating app was that that French woman where I had, uh, I already told the story on the podcast, but that you already know it as well. Uh, And that was like a few months ago. And before that, I don't, I think pre COVID was the last time. Yeah. For me, it's been like all dating apps, except for like twice after comedy shows. That's the thing. I met the, I met the, 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 
the yeah i met that woman after a comedy show um i'm sure i've told you this story years ago but i'll, I'll tell it to you again i think this is like when i just started counties maybe like three months in so it's like 20 years old at the time mm-hmm. and after a show um like it, someone she was like friends with the comedian we were all like hanging out and then afterwards like she leaves and one of the comedians is like my friend likes you you should date her here's her business card Ooh. and so yeah i like text her we we set a date and oh no maybe i was oh no i i i was 20 so we went to a bar but i was nervous about being carded the whole time yeah um and we find out within like five minutes of sitting down that uh she's 30 Ooh. and i'm 20 which that's how old Lincoln and Mary Todd were when they met, though. Really? But Lincoln was thirty and Mary Todd. Was I was 20. the Mary Todd. You were the Mary Todd. <laughs> <laughs> that's always how I thought of you. <laughs> um, which I think I was fine with, but she definitely was uncomfortable. Oh, which is I think healthy. No, you think she should be like, I love how young you are. I think ten ten years in either direction is not that bad. It's not crazy, yeah. but yeah. And I thought that I was going to be like cool and impress her because mm. normally I don't drink water, but I decided to get a Sprite at the bar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if you get a Sprite <laughs> at the bar, she will be impressed. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it was real uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> Didn't go anywhere? Yeah. Well, that is what it is. Yeah, this is... Uh... Yeah, and then the, actually the comedian who introduced us, I saw her at like a a show like a couple months back and he's like oh she's married now has a family oh nice dude yeah happy ending for her and then you meet her husband and he's like fucking 68 years old (laughs) she went so far in the other direction i thought you were gonna say meet the husband and he's 16 (laughs) i wasn't young enough actually (laughs) she's like soda you should still be drinking milk (laughs) (laughs) um do you have a recent bad date I love talking about bad dates. Um, yeah, a couple months. Ago, I I went on a date with a woman who she works at the nine eleven museum. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, and that wasn't why the date was bad. Oh my god! Okay, because that could be fun. That could be cool. If she likes history, or she likes nine eleven. <laughs> yeah, whatever side of nine eleven she's yeah. on. Listen, um, I'm willing to hear both perspectives. <laughs> um, yeah, but really the the kicker was uh anytime you would get into something, she would interrupt like mid sentence. She'd be like, uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And for those just listening, there's there's like a certain facial expression she's making too. Yeah. Yeah. Like like she just smelled something unpleasant. Yeah, but so you could not get through a, a single story. And I don't think she understood what jokes were. That's um, rough. That is that is actually yeah. a deal breaker. Working at the 9-11 Museum and being humorless. Oh, yeah, dude. Because it's like, listen, if you work at the 9-11 Museum, I think that's very cool. That's interesting. It, please do not expect me to not make 9-11 jokes. You know what I mean? I think being making 9-11 jokes is like a, an American millennial pastime. It's for a lot of us. It was the like our first major event we remember. So how can we not joke about it? Yeah. You know, I even I, I at some point, like someone had a 9-11 joke that's like, this is really good, but this has to have already existed. So I Googled it. Mm-hmm. And the only reference I found to it was uh, an academic paper for the listeners. Yes, this is the second academic paper <laughs> <laughs> I brought up on a comedy podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, but the, the, the joke, I think, was even in the title of the paper, which is uh, could king kong have prevented 9-11 or like where was king kong on 9-11 okay um a study of like post 9-11 humor or something like that ah which you did not react to the joke but it does actually do well on stage I will. where was king kong on 9-11 yeah because he remember he's like oh. swatting the airplanes away oh that is yeah. a great joke like he could have defended the city Oh, um, I want to read that paper. Just a paper <laughs> filled with 9-11 jokes. Yeah, but I think it came out in like 03 or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the paper's just like, isn't this hilarious? <laughs> <laughs> no broader like concept or anything. Just 9-11 joke after yeah. 9-11 joke. Yeah, just the quote and then LOL. <laughs> <laughs> this is in Nature or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's in Scientific American. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's rough. If you're on a date with someone and she's she doesn't quite get jokes because I've had that happen before, too, where it's just like, well, that's my thing. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm always on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Looking for it's a very likable quality, by the way, to always be on. Always be ready for a joke. Not unlike Abraham Lincoln. But <laughs> yeah, there's one thing he wasn't ready for. <laughs> ben, that's enough. Okay. <laughs> there's some things we don't joke about on this podcast. No, um, yeah, if you if if because that's a that's a that's a vibe incompatibility. I feel like if you're mm. not laughing at each other's jokes, yeah. you know what I mean? Um and also it's you know what a good indication of how fun uh somebody will be hangwise is like how they respond to them not to themselves not getting your joke. Like if, if you're like, why did chicken cross the road to get to the other side? And she's like, I don't understand what you mean by that. You know what I mean? It's you, you know, do chicken cross the road. Jokes that on is first that's the first after we order our food. I'm like, OK, so, you know, I'm a comedian. Why did the chicken cross the road? And you're doing like act outs with the chicken fingers on the table. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because I order chicken fingers with French fries. And, you know, the French restaurant will make it for you special if you explain to them that you that you love chicken fingers. <laughs> Actually, a um, fancy French restaurant. You're like, can I order off the children's menu? <laughs> dude, I uh, I dated. Um, no, I'm sorry. I didn't date this woman. I worked with this woman. And she. You're like, I, I dated her in my head for months. <laughs> yeah, dude. She's a lawyer. This is when I worked in a law office. And she was. Uh, she's like very tough business lady lawyer. Um <laughs> Is this a Hallmark original movie? (laughs) And her uh, husband, um, he was, uh, I think he was a little older, and he was like a working class guy. I think he was a Mm. mechanic. And so, uh, you know, I've seen them together before. They seem happy. But she was telling me once, she's like, the thing about my husband is, and she's saying this with like uh, affection. Yeah, she's going. He only gets chicken fingers and French fries wherever we go, even if it's not on the menu. And I'm like, that's the most childish thing I've ever. Yeah. That is so wild. <laughs> thing I love about my husband is he's my little baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, dude. Maybe she should have linked up with that 30 year old woman you went on a date with when you were 20. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So that seems pretty painful to to be on a date with someone that you don't get your. Also, in general, when they're sort of negative, like I, I guess, I guess a, a quality mm-hmm. I seek is like, to some level, like fun, positive energy. You know what I mean? And when someone, when someone's just like temperamentally pessimistic, and not even necessarily in a funny way, because there is a funny way yes. to be, to be like, yeah, well, this sucks, but life sucks, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Almost like you're yeah. enjoying the ship sinking. That type of negativity, if it's like <laughs> has like fun levity to it, but if you're just like a negative person, it's not gonna it's not gonna vibe with me. Um, I don't know. Do you have any deal breakers? Um, I don't know. I I feel like I'm pretty open to whoever, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I guess probably yeah, not being compatible humor wise is pretty important. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you don't even have to respect me or, or what I do. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, it's better if you don't. <laughs> yes. I, I think I think for me it's um also another turnoff that I see on dating apps is like a list of requirements. Um I remember one time I there was a the by the bio of um a woman's dating profile was um I just got completely uh what was the what was the phrase she used? I just got uh, completely blindsided by someone I thought was gonna be the love of my life, and so now I'm back on this thing. And I'm like, why did you? <laughs> I get that that's what happened, but why would you open that? That's not fun. Her bio is essentially like, I'm gonna say his name in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Do oh, that's a thing. Have you ever been on a date and she keeps bringing up her ex? Um, I, not that i can recall it's probably happened yeah but i've been like oh she has interest that's cool yeah dude i i don't know if this is too far in the other direction but if i if it happens to come up like i want to bring up a story that half if i'm on a first date and i i will instead of saying my ex i will say my friend like oh my friend and i we did this which i don't think is a lie because she's also my friend 
in addition to being my ex. So but, my friend was trying to blow me in this field. Yeah. <laughs> just one of my one of my bros just give me a blowjob in the middle of a field. Yeah, I will. I also do the same. Where I like actively. Avoid, I just want to even tell the story if it involves. Uh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, babe, you're the first one I've ever been. With. Exactly. Yeah. You explain that you're a virgin <laughs> and you're excited to have sex for the first time after you get married. <laughs> How does this condom work? I'm just unrolling it first. <laughs> Of course, I won't be using a condom because uh, the night we uh, consummate the marriage is also the night I inseminate you. <laughs> Isn't that weird that that's some people's relationship to sex is that they uh, they have it for the first time on their honeymoon when they're 19? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like certain religious people, that's... Yeah. That, that's not a great system. I mean, and we've gone too far in the other direction where I think like, okay, I'm 45 and I've slept with a bunch of people and I've had a bunch of relationships and now I'm all jaded. Like that might be... That might not be the answer either, but I th- I think you can't make big decisions when you're 18 or 19 years old, unless, unless it's to join the military. In <laughs> case, that's totally fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, joining the military is one of the things where it's like, I, am, it doesn't mean anything to me, but also they would never take me because of uh, everything wrong with my body. <laughs> yeah. Is I'm such a broken person on the outside <laughs> that I've like, Two different medical excuses. Okay. Is pec- pectus excavatum Yeah, one? pectus excavatum. Yeah, is my, my chest caves in and mm-hmm. I breathe real bad. And, and, and you can't would... be wheezing on the battlefield. So you can't get drafted? Yeah. Is this something you looked into? Uh, Not that seriously, mm-hmm. but it is it is a thing where there are certain physical requirements. Okay. And then there's also, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm underweight. So I'm too pretty to be. You're too <laughs> too pretty to be drafted. I'm too sexy for the army. Too sexy for the navy. Too sexy for the space force. Listen, if your cheekbones are sunken in, you better be walking down the catwalk, not the battlefield. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> but you could wear camo on the cat on the catwalk. Maybe as a, like, maybe you could inter- entertain the troops in a specific way. Then, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Remember those guys you liberated? I look exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the idea, the idea the that they would who, want to relive that yeah. experience. The boy who takes off his striped pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. We're both going to hell, dude. <laughs> That woman that worked at the 9-11 museum would be so disappointed in us. <laughs> the whole time yeah. she's just like, okay. <laughs> okay. That's something. Uh, okay. So that was like a verbal tick that she had. In addition to being a- unable to like. Oh, get you're the right. Maybe I was com- being ableist. I don't think so. No, no. I don't mean tick as in an actual tick. I mean like. It's two things at once. It's she's making an unpleasant noise. Which. <laughs> You can't like, you can't really like, um, you can't help how you talk or how your voice sounds. Yeah. But I, I feel like the bigger problem is she didn't get the rhythm of conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Is the no allowing of like build up or mm-hmm. like tension or anything like that. I feel, Do I feel you, like that's a lot of, oddly enough, it's, uh, an issue that I think a lot of comedians have because a lot of comedians, <laughs> Um, they like to hear themselves talk and that makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. And I put myself in that category. I love to hear the sound of my own voice. Why I have a podcast? Why I do stand up? <laughs> but they'll dominate a conversation where I'm like, dude, no one's going to want to talk to you because you're just <laughs> doing monologues at people. I don't know. Is, have you experienced that? It's just me having sat here not saying a word for 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah. And you're like, and so Ben, have you experienced that? Have you experienced someone dominating a conversation? Yeah, because it's 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 annoying when it happens. Yeah, like it's infuriating. Like someone just keeps talking and talking. It's like let the other person have a chance for once. Yeah, I'm more of a a sub when it comes to conversations. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know how to navigate that if someone's truly, I to to me, I just like I'm like I'm just not going to get this close to this person. Yeah, it's aggravating to try to talk to. For sure, which I'll generally let someone dominate a conversation because I don't speak up for myself ever. Um, but on podcasts specifically, I do make an effort to be like, I need to be saying words now. Mm-hmm. I was brought here to say words. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Um, oh wait, so a deal breaker is not. <laughs> this yeah. makes it sound like I'm trying to fuck you. <laughs> like, what are your deal breakers, Ben? And do like, I qualify for any of them? You invite me back to, for a third time, and you're <laughs> like, I'm your perfect woman, Ben. <laughs> ben finally uh, did us. No pressure, but this is the third podcast, <laughs> and I follow the third podcast date rule. Um, yeah. Well, do you think you could be drafted into the military? Or they would also reject you. So I don't. Um, I don't know if they want me on the front lines, but I don't have any uh like physical ailments you know what i mean yeah um yeah that's true you do put a lot of time into working on your body but i'm not and... strong um and i, I think th I, i'm not strong and i don't have a lot of stamina so i think the army doesn't care about how how nice your body looks just <laughs> what i put all my attention dude i'm straight up curls for the girls okay i don't you know some people are like i'm doing it for me i'm like i'm doing it I'm doing it for her. I'm doing it for her, dude. I'm with I'm, her. I'm with her, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want Hillary Clinton to love my biceps, dude. Um, I think they... I, nothing disqualifies me, disqualifies me like, from the hey, draft. I'm sorry about the, that election, but how about this? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I know you're big into gun reform, but how about these? Um, yeah, I'm nobody's first choice, but I, I also think, like, if 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 we're in a, a an emergency situation, which is what a draft is, I think they'll take me. Although I'm 33, so I think I got like two years left. Oh, you think you become too old for it, and then you're like, I'm sorry, I can't be in the military. I can only become president now. Yes, I. Those I, well, are the two options. I think that yeah, I think I think that the cutoff for the draft is 35. Oh. My my great great uncle who died in in the Pacific during World War II actually he was drafted in his mid thirties like he just missed the cutoff. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. And um, I can't remember if I told this story on the podcast before, but um, my grandfather and my great great uncle, the one who died, were drafted at the same time, and they were in the same building. And mm. the way they divided people up was if you were at the beginning of the alphabet, you went in infantry. And my great great uncle, his last name was Lawless. <laughs> and my grandpa, of course, his last name was Sheehan. So if they had just done it the other way around, folks, you wouldn't be listening to the four hours podcast right now. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Do you have Dang. any relationship to war, Ben? <laughs> um, two. I think my, my uh grandfather, he was in the military, but he's like stationed, I forget where, but some like weird like base in like a scandinavian country okay she's some weird like ice base where he didn't really do anything yeah um which is cool yeah that he didn't die in war um and uh, he probably didn't get any medals though did your grandpa get a medal for being dead um he, sorry that's the meanest way <laughs> for being well my grandpa didn't die your great grandpa my great great uncle the one who died uh because he was my grandpa's uncle this is the one who died. And yeah, I guess, you know, what's interesting is we don't know too much about it because my grandpa just didn't talk about it. And then, so we didn't really learn about it. Hell yeah. So, you know, he was a real man. Yeah. That, well, that's, that's what's so interesting to me, how much stuff is lost to time. And so, but, so the, my, uh, ancestor that came from Ireland was my grandfather's grandfather. Mm. And, uh, you know, his grandfather died before he was born. So he never met him. But I'm like, well, that was your dad's dad. Did your dad talk about him? And I guess the answer is no. <laughs> so, like, we're not that far removed generationally. Like, I would be nice to know stuff about him besides his age and his name and where he came from. But that's all I know because it's yeah. just a different – people just didn't – I feel like people were busy. <laughs> this is what I'm kind of obsessed with is, like, <laughs> you ever read somebody's Wikipedia page, like, from history – and they just don't know when their birthday is. Yeah. It's why it's like, I get that people, you, no one could write it, but I'm like, I yeah. guess people couldn't read or. Yeah. Or they just had like a birthday month or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's the <laughs> that's real horrible. diva. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a poor Irish man born on a, a farm. And he's like, I actually don't have a specific birthday because I'm going to the house of yes this weekend. And everyone's invited. Just, just this old Irish man with like freezing in the, in the cold online with a short skirt and they're like a, a nice <laughs> blue tank top. Yeah. Ooh, I'm getting all worked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a, 
You're like, we didn't talk about our dads that much back then. Your dad's listening to this podcast. Like, I wish that was the case. (laughs) (laughs) I wish Bobby didn't tell everyone about how I can't come anymore. (laughs) Because my dad can't come. Now, can Ben's dad come? Folks, we're going to have to answer this the next time he comes on because that <laughs> we've reached our time. What a cliffhanger. So Ben, if people want to DM you, ask oh, you really about... edging people. <laughs> ben, drop your socials and anything else you want to say to the listeners before we exit. Oh yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at this is Ben Miller. Uh, I'm touring the, the U S and Europe and stuff. So come see me do a show. I'm, I'm all around all the places. Hell yeah, dude. Definitely come to Ben's show. He's hilarious. We're going to have you back on, Ben. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. And remember, folks, early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. (laughs) I'm just playing night owls. You know I love you. Thank you.